Money FM 89.3, best of weekends. International News Review. The American Vice President Kamala Harris came to Asia this past week to Singapore and to Vietnam to re-engage the U.S. with the Indo-Pacific region. Uh, much talk has uh, been going on about what she accomplished, what she didn't accomplish, what she said, and maybe what she could have said. Uh, and to talk with us now is Blair Hall, the former Deputy Chief of Mission at the U.S. Embassy here in Singapore, a career foreign service uh, a person who is now retired from that role, but we are so happy to have you on with us today. Blair, welcome to the show. Hey, Glenn. Good morning. Good morning, Neil. Good Glad morning. to be back with you. And I must say, Glenn, I'm insanely jealous about your Rolling Stones happy quote. <laughs> is it not, not necessarily the... Uh, <laughs> not, not necessarily what? <laughs> I, you know, I, maybe I could do without the sake stains on it. But. <laughs> You'd think I would have watched this thing in 31 years, but... To be truthful, I don't think I have. Blair, so could we. You don't have smell-o-vision. We have to smell it. Oh, come on. No, literally, it's been sitting in my closet. I think I might have worn it once or twice. In it looks time. good, though. It looks good. <laughs> hey, uh, so just before we get into the news, so you were not at the concert, unfortunately, but Valerie, your wonderful, amazing, talented wife, was. And uh, you, you said that maybe she doesn't have too many memories other than losing her voice? Yeah, I think her recollection is a hazy uh, fr- fr- from the uh, event. Uh, but uh, yeah, she she she, re- she remembers uh, a- as uh, Neil described, uh, Mick prancing and strutting and slapping. And I-, I think she may have been more impressed with the tight shirt than Neil was. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, I think her her impression was, you know, Japanese. Uh, audiences tend to be quite reserved, you know, toe tapping and so Mm. forth. And she said she also was up in in the front and the people were going crazy, Uh, which is a very unusual reaction from a Japanese audience. So it was clearly quite quite a memorable uh, experience there at the Budokan. (laughs) All right, let's move on. Um, The... uh you know the huge, huge trip that Kamal Harris has just done has been uh, been seen from both left and right, positive, negative. What's your? Let's give you. Let's do just a quick report card grade. Report card grade. One out of five. Uh, one not so good. Five being the best. How do you think she did on this trip? Yeah, I think you know we we could give her a four or a four plus. Uh, she hit all the right messages. She did what she needed to do. Uh, it came at a, an awkward time. Maybe we we'll talk about it uh, uh, in a little while. You know, with all the questions about the fall of Kabul just before she goes to Saigon or, or to Hanoi, uh, and uh, so uh, that, that was a bit distracting for the message that she was trying to do. But it, it both here in Vietnam the uh, the visit was well organized, uh, hit the right uh, messages, both with the government officials and outreach to the public, to the extent you can do that in, in the COVID uh, environment. Uh, and uh, so I, I, I thought that it was uh, very effective. Yeah, Blair, they, some of the reports I've read said it was very successful in terms of the symbolism, this idea that you know, the US, yeah. Singapore, the region are going to be connected, but very short on actual concrete proposals or deliverables. I mean, is that fair for a first trip considering she was only there for, you know, one day? Or do you think there should have been something a little bit more concrete come out of it? Well, yes and no. I mean, I I think that um, that 
diplomacy is carried on in, in, in a lot of different ways. Sometimes it's uh, done in quiet negotiations for trade or experts exchanging uh, um, cybersecurity uh, uh, cooperational uh, matters or training, uh, those sort of things, things that don't make the, uh, the press. Sometimes it's these symbolic gestures, uh, and uh, that, that can be these high-level visits or, uh, you know, a carrier port call, you know, which uh, speaks uh, through the symbolism. Uh, you know, Woody Allen, I think, is, says that 90 percent of success is showing up. Mm. And uh, that's something we hadn't been very good at doing over the last uh, four years. The, the last administration with uh, America first and, uh, uh, you know, allies uh, second, if at all, um, th- there was a palpable sense uh, in in Asia and Southeast Asia and other places of neglect uh, of uh, not you know of lack of American engagement. So the first thing that Biden has done I- is to uh, re-engage multilaterally. You know, w- you know, with, with uh, uh, the UN, with NATO, the G7, uh, and uh, increasingly now with with, with ASEAN. Uh, and uh, to, to uh, re-engage. And so I think that um, part of, uh, th- that it's be wrong to look at this visit as a one-off or a singular visit, that it's part of a strategy. Uh, you, you had uh, uh, the Secretary of Defense, Lloyd Austin, here in Manila and, uh, and Hanoi uh, just last month. Uh, you had uh, Secretary of State Blinken engaged a full week with his ASEAN counterparts uh, earlier in, in August doing the, uh, the ASEAN ministerial meetings, the Mekong partnership engagement, the ASEAN regional forum. That, that was supposed to be in Brunei, but COVID made it to virtual. But nonetheless, uh, you, you see Americans showing up and engaging and talking about things that are important to the region. Uh, so uh, talking about climate change and, and the existential threat that poses to, uh, all, you know, to, to the world, but to the countries here, uh, looking at how uh, we can collaborate more uh, to reduce uh, emissions and do things to mitigate uh, climate risk, um, both uh, Lloyd Austin and uh, 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 Secretary Blinken and the vice president all talked about pandemic response. Uh, the mm. U.S. Has, has given, I, I forget what the number is, but, but tens of millions of, uh, donated tens of millions of vaccine doses to Southeast Asia. Um, when she was in uh, Vietnam, uh, she announced the setting up of the first uh, CDC uh, liaison office in, um, in Vietnam to, to work on surveillance and, and uh, other uh, pandemic uh, issues. So what, what often happens is, the, you know, so this does have this symbolic value. The Americans are engaged at the highest level, putting, you know, putting bodies, put, putting time and attention mm-hmm. to what the, the words that the president has uh, put out there. But it also becomes action forcing events. If you know that there's this high level visitor coming you know that you need to have some sort of engagement on the ground. There are lots of negotiations, lots of pieces on trade deals, on you know security cooperation that that this helps force. So Blair, I, I think that it may be fair to say 
it, it, there, there weren't a lot of big, shiny mm. objects, a lot of concrete things, but it, as a step along the path, I think it was very successful. Uh, talking with Blair Hall, the former deputy chief of mission here at the U.S. Embassy in Singapore, a retired f- career foreign service uh, person. And Blair, you, you mentioned about engaging with the region. We saw, as you mentioned as well, Blinken and Austin uh, doing that on previous trips. Uh, the vice president went to great lengths to say, we're not trying to drive a wedge between anybody and China in the region. And yet, uh, when we look at the countries that have been visited in the past uh, month or so by U.S. officials, uh, you would be hard-pressed to not see a wedge there somewhere um, between the Philippines and China, between Vietnam and China, and 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 reaffirming the U.S. place here in Singapore. Um, China, of course, had come back very quickly and hit back on this, saying the U.S. is just stirring up trouble, as they always do. I'm paraphrasing. Uh, what do you think about that element of this trip? Was this a us against them a type of moment where the U.S. really wanted to make sure the foot was in the door uh, so that uh, um, perhaps to, to show uh, pushback against what China's been doing in the region? Right. Well, I, I, I think, Glenn, it, that, that that's that's not a fair comment, uh, really, although it's, it's uh, obvious why uh, some would would see it that way. Um, when, when you look at the country, that, there's narrow amounts of time available. You have to think, where is that time best uh, expended? Well, um, you, that, that uh, other countries may be important, but don't have the same degree of immediate salience. So Singapore is a longstanding uh, security partner of the United States. It, it is a locus of finance and business activity, investment in Asia. If you want to talk about those things in, in, in a concentrated period of time, uh, that's the place to go. Mm-hmm. Philippines is a longstanding uh, treaty ally of the United States, have important uh, basing and uh, other issues there. Uh, Duarte was talking about uh, not re, uh, uh, extending the visiting forces agreement um, when Austin went there, they were able to announce that that, that very important um, uh, agreement that allows uh, U.S. troops to come in and out and, and you know, uh, visits and so forth would be extended. So it's, it's a natural place. Mm. Uh, Vietnam uh, has become, uh, you know, a, a close partner, uh, n- not an ally uh, and, and certainly not a, uh, you know, uh, uh, Someone that we, we, we think that we're going to push against China, but we have a strong mutual interest in a, in a number of areas, economic trade as well as uh, security. So you have to spend your time somewhere. And, and th- those are natural fits. I mm. think Biden has been very clear uh, and Blinken uh, e- e- quite explicit that the U.S. isn't looking to force allies to choose. You know, we're, we're, they understand that that uh, the, that there has to be an accommodation with China in the region, uh, and, and uh, China is an important player and is going to be an important player. What the U.S. wants to do is provide uh, opportunities and uh, assurances to partners that it's going to stay in the region and uh, try, work work politically on the things that are important to the region, whether that's. Uh, COVID measures or uh, trade and investment or trying to uh, to fix the uh, the uh, 
anti-democratic uh, situation in in Myanmar at, at the moment. So I think looking for ways to cooperate is, is natural in those countries where the natural fits mm. for, for these high-level visits. Mm-hmm. Blair, I'm just curious, as a former Deputy Chief of Mission yourself at the U.S. Embassy in Singapore, where is Singapore in all of this, do you think? Because some of, some of the words used by the Vice President were pretty strong, things like Chinese coercion, Chinese intimidation. When she was in Vietnam, she spoke about finding ways to pressure uh, to raise the pressure on Beijing. And Singapore was, you know, they're in the middle of all this. I mean, recently the Singapore Foreign Minister, Vivian Balakrishnan, said we will be useful, but we will not be made use of, which I thought was a very important statement to make. So where do you think Singapore fits in all of this? Well, Singapore uh, has been a very good partner uh, to the U.S. since the 1990s when they first opened the the basing arrangements here. And over the last uh, 30 years, and even as recently as last year, we've uh, enhanced... upgraded our uh, uh, security, mutual security uh, arrangements. Uh, Singapore has lots of benefits uh, from that arrangement now, going to be flying its F-15s and F-35s, American equipment uh, training in Guam, as well as in in the United States. Uh, Singapore, uh, as you may have noticed, uh, uh, sent one of its um, uh, aircraft, uh, refueling aircraft, to help in Afghanistan uh, uh, airlifting out uh, uh, refugees and, and uh, uh, you know foreign nationals there. So it, it it's a strong and close partnership, uh, a lot of trust and confidence there. But Singapore uh, makes it very clear that it it is open to uh, arrangements with uh, China. Uh, you know, Chinese. Uh, Ships will will visit here. Uh, it does exercises to some degree with China militarily, and of course, it has a very strong economic uh, ties uh, to uh, China. The United States recognizes that and is not seeking to um, to force Singapore to choose one mm. way or the other. We are looking to cooperate together. Uh, Singapore as a a trading nation, uh, you know, port that uh, depends on freedom of navigation, uh, has a lot of interest in in maintaining uh, open sea lanes and and secure uh, rights. And it, it, like the United States, isn't a claimant. Uh, So uh, for for the the, uh, South China Sea, man-made islands and, and uh, the, those sort of things. But, but it has a, a shared interest in, in maintaining freedom of navigation. So where we can work together, we will. And where we have differences, we talk about them as, as friends and partners do. Mm. Blair, we can't uh, finish this conversation without talking about Afghanistan. As the uh, vice president was coming into Singapore, the, the debacle there was unfolding. And, of course, on Thursday uh, – 80 Afghan civilians dead, 13 U.S. service members dead in that bombing that happened outside the airport. Um, this has raised questions much talked about across the region about U.S. resolve and can the U.S. be counted on. Uh, you mentioned the uh, the Saigon, uh, fall of Saigon a moment uh, as well as uh, the vice president was pulling into Hanoi. Uh, where does this leave the U.S. in terms of that discussion and what do they now need to do going forward in the next three, six, nine months to reinvigorate, to rebolster the American image around the world when many people are kind of really questioning what's, uh, you know, where the U.S. stands when it comes to commitments. 
Yeah, there's a famous story about a conversation between Henry Kissinger and uh, Chinese Premier Zhou Enlai in in the 70s and uh, asked uh, what he thought the impact of the French Revolution was. Uh, Zhou Enlai said, it's too early to tell. Uh, (laughs) So I I think that often when we look at things in the immediate frame of, of the news cycle today, they look very different than they do in, in the, the sweep of history. Uh, there's no doubt that these uh, images uh, coming out, out of uh, Kabul have been horrific mm. uh, and uh, very damaging to uh, U- U.S. Uh, prestige, influence, um, and, and, and all of that, and raises a lot of questions ab- about you know what's going on. Uh, and when you see those... Uh, those pictures of the crowds outside of uh, Hamid Karzai uh, airport or the, the flights lifting off of people hanging on to the, the wheels. It, it's natural that the, the mind snaps back to those pe- pictures of people trying to get into the embassy compound and Saigon right. or the helicopters yeah. lifting off. You know, it, it's it's um, human nature. It's inevitable that 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 comes up. And it's also inevitable that in the the media cycle that the press would ask the vice president about those, Mm -hmm. that this would be seen and used as a point to elicit uh, comment on it. And and for sure, there are um, similarities. In in both cases, the United States uh, was involved in uh, nation building uh, for over 20 years. They spent huge proportion of GDP uh, on these uh, projects and at the end, um, you know, when Washington decided that the wars weren't winnable, they cut a deal over the heads of, of their allies uh, and, uh, you know, effectively sealed the, the fate of, yeah. uh, 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 of those governments. So, so to that degree that there, there is a parallel. Um, and it's also expected that uh, competitors would be uh, eager to use this example to uh, call on uh, um, you know, you, I think uh, the Chinese uh, spokesperson said tr- American treachery uh, toward the Allies. And, you know, one, one of the memes going around on Chinese uh, chat rooms is uh, yesterday Saigon, today Kabul, tomorrow Taiwan, you know, mm. tr- tr- trying to you know, engender that. But I think you can go too far uh, with, with that, that, that the world of, of uh, 1975 is not the world of today, the position of the U.S. is not uh, the same as today. And, and, and uh, so I, I, I think that, as I said, we, we'll have to see. I think that the conventional wisdom in 1975 would have been the U.S. has pulled out of uh, Vietnam. Its influence in Southeast Asia is done, you know, that, that the Americans will, will never come back. But we see now that, in fact, Vietnam is a close partner of the United States, sure. and, and we see there's, there's a large reservoir of goodwill towards the United States here. So I think that the question, you know, and, and I think Biden pulled out of uh, Afghanistan, announced that withdrawal explicitly so American resources uh, and American uh, attention could be paid to other regions. Mm. So the question is now not what happened, but um, can the U.S. pivot? Can it uh, 
do what it says it's going to do in Southeast Asia? You know, c- can it ensure that uh, the the uh, the economic uh, interests, the uh, the uh, military interests that it says it has, will it see that? Um, Will it see that through? Uh, you know, yeah. Blair, uh, Blair, sorry, we have to leave it there. We're bumping up against the yep. top of the hour. Uh, but thank you so much for being with us today, Blair Hall, a former deputy chief of mission here at the USMC. Really appreciate your time today, Blair. Thanks. Yep. Good to see you. Wonderful. International News Review. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.